0: Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Jonathan Dyke. So, what we're going to be looking at today is another part of, of, of simply Jesus. And to be honest, I've I've based some of what I'm talking about on on three previous messages that I think were really amazing. Uh, last week, Andrea. Who was who, who heard Andrea's message last week? Very passionate. I like it. I like the passion. Last week was about um, how do we live uh, kind of knowing or surrendered life? Well, how do we live as an overcomer? And we were being reminded last week that what we surrender to, um, we we live under. Then the week before that, we had Andrew again brought another extremely passionate, really well, well presented message. I think it really challenged me about how do we live as sent people that we're led and not driven people? So if you haven't heard those, you can download those on the website. So I've taken a lot of what I thought God was saying through those and are bringing it into today's. uh, And uh, I'm going to have a little bit of help delivering this message in a bit. But the kids are coming back at quarter past eleven. So as you know. So this is going to be a 40 minute message in 20 minutes. Alright, so 20 minutes in each year at the same time and we're going to get there. Is that right? So this whole message today is about... How do you and I simply live as a person of purpose? Because, hello, because it may be that you've often wondered, why are you here? Or what are you doing? I have no idea. All I want to share for these next 20 minutes is is through, uh, you know, we've been looking at Mark, the beginning of the book of Mark. Uh, Mark is a slightly different kind of gospel message from uh, Matthew and Luke and John, only only because of how it was written. But it's extremely powerful, extremely accurate, and one of the earlier ones. But we're going to look at um, some scriptures, which I've totally forgotten to tell Rory. But that's absolutely fine. We're going to look at uh, Mark 1, verses 12 to 18. And Rory has received the revelation now. So this whole message is going to be based from just a few scriptures. I'm just going to comment on them, just for the sake of time. But last week, I don't know about you, if you heard it, but for me, last week just brought me to a place where I realized it's not who I am, but whose I am. I'll say that one again. Last week, in a fresh way, not for the first time, but in a fresh way, made me realize That how I can live like Jesus and for Jesus is when I stop trying to be a who and start living as a whose. In other words, it's not what I have, it's who I belong to. It's not what I can do or cannot do, it's about who do I give my life to. It's not about my resources or lack of resources, it's about whose resources Am I engaged with? It's not about my ideas or my, my, my successes or my failures. It's about whose idea do I want to live for? And that's really what I took out of last week. And to be honest, this last week, I felt in my own life where, where God has been challenging the driven parts and then the led parts. Because we can all live driven lives. All kinds of things can drive us. Success, failure, sickness, what we read on the TV, it can all drive us, because it, it's an exterior dynamic that's trying to make an interior difference. I'll say that one again. It's an exterior, because there was a woo and an, o. Oh. There was an exterior dynamic that tries to make an interior difference. And the Bible says nothing from outside a man. Just say nothing. Do you know what nothing is? Big fat zero. There is nothing outside of your life that that can influence you unless you let it. But I believe today God wants to be the, not the zero, but the 100% influence. You just put one in front of lots of zeros, you get 100. So I don't even want to influence you. I believe God, through this message in the next 15 minutes, is going to influence you so that we can live 100% simply like Jesus did. It, do we have anybody here that knows Jesus? Because I can introduce you to him this morning if you want me to. Have you got the scriptures now, Rory? Rory, is such a good man. I thought he was going to lose his power when he cut his hair, but he hasn't. <laughs> you ready then? So we're in Mark chapter 1, verse 12, right? Have you got that one? At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness... That's a, what what a journey last week we were looking about jesus was baptized come about the water and then god spoke about i love you you're mine and you're great and then he was sent into the wilderness let me just challenge some of you thinking i'm really really thrilled that before i started to journey into the wilderness of life god spoke to me I'm really so thankful that before God sent me and sent you into the journey of the workplace, the family place, the marriage place, if that's you, the home place, before that, He had already said, You're mine. He had already said, I love you. He had already said, And I approve of you. Because I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine what it's like living through wilderness without knowing whose you are. Does that make some sense to you? I cannot imagine what it's like to live in a, in a really bad relationship without knowing whose you are. I cannot imagine what it's like to be bullied, to be intimidated without knowing whose you are. I just cannot imagine going through the wilderness of life, whatever that looks like, and especially now, where there is millions of pounds being spent on all kinds of th- things. But without the knowledge of Jesus, it must be like walking through a wilderness with no hope. So I'm so thankful that I gave my life to Jesus, then he sent me into a wilderness. What I realized is that without Jesus, I was already in one. But with Jesus, I can still be in one, but it's totally different. And I'm going to comment on why I believe it's totally different. He was with the wild animals, it says, but the angels attended him. Here's one of the first points. I believe that when you know Jesus, the supernatural is natural. God wants to break through in a supernatural way, and that's why I like in the video. Heaven on earth. Yeah, there was stuff going on in Jesus' life. There's stuff goes on in my life. There's stuff goes on in your life. And if you think there isn't, that's the first mistake you've made. <laughs> because there is stuff going off in your life. But when you know Jesus, he sends angels. He, says, he sends something beyond what you can do. He sends something into my life that I can't do. He does things that I can't do. He says things I can't say. He produces things I would never be able to produce unless I don't trust him. But I just love this imagery. It's got, I mean, I've got a bit of an issue with that, actually, because it's got a big S for Satan, but that's a personal preference. He was out of here for 40 days. What does 40 days mean? It means a time of testing. It means there's, there's a challenge going on. But he knew who he was. He knew whose he was. And he knew that whatever he did, as long as he was following his father, it was going to be all right. And then stuff happened. He was getting tempted. Oh, it's not my fault. Yes, it is my fault. It's my fault if I spend too much time on the my and not enough time on the fault, sorter. Of. It is my fault if I just say, well, I can't help it. Yes, I jolly well can. If I know Jesus, he is my helper. Of course I can help it. Is this making some sense to you? It's making sense to me. And it says, and angels attended him. I believe your life, if you know Jesus, if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, your life is a supernatural life. It's supposed to be. Jesus, I think, was getting forged in this time. He was learning the reliance of the Holy Spirit. He was learning reliance on the Spirit of God, on the Spirit of the Bible, if you like. Because <laughs> when, when the enemy came and said, la, 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 he just, he just spoke the word back and let me just tell you the story of the wilderness. Two people went into it, only one person left, and it was not Jesus. And I believe that as we live simply for Jesus, being, for being led by the Holy Spirit, and just all, all the things that we were hearing about last week about surrendering and just living kind of debt free, if you like, it's like, what can I do? No, no, let Jesus do it. Because when that happens, the supernatural breaks into our lives. We're not just having a chat. That God infuses the words with life. That when we hear quarrel, we cut it off. What we talk about becomes bigger. We just resist it and say, "I'm not going there." You, that might be your conversation, but I'm not. I'm not entering into that conversation. Let, what have you thought of this? Have you considered that? Let's pray. Let's pray. I love it that angels attended him. Some of us are into kind of a doctrine of angels. I've studied it and written papers on it, and we can all get bogged down with it. No, let's fix our eyes on Jesus. It's him that sends angels. It's not me. But I just just see this in a context of, no, God wants you and I to live supernatural lives. That when we pray, heaven moves on the earth. When we worship, heaven is seen on the earth. When we speak the power of God begins to infuse in the conversation of the world. When we reach out in love, it's God reaching out on love. It's like we've got to get this fresh image that I believe Jesus walked with, is that he knew the whole of the kingdom of God was behind him. The power, the glory, the goodness, the faith, the dynamic of, 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 of words, of, of knowledge, of insight, everything was pushing up behind his life. And as he he opened up his door, it pushed through his life and touched multitudes. Hallelujah. After John was put in prison, it goes on to say, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come. I believe our time has come, personally. And you might think, well, I've heard that before. Park it. Don't live off a stop clock they off a moving one. The time has come. I believe today the time has come. The time has come for you and for me to see the kingdom of God move. Not the church built or a conference populated or even everybody turn up and do a walk. That is not the whole point. The point is it's time to see the kingdom of God move. How many of you know that that's true? Three of us. How many else want to believe it's true? Right, how many of us need to know it's true? Because there is only one kingdom. Because a kingdom has to have a king. That's okay, isn't it? Look it up in the dictionary. Who is the only king that lives forever? Jesus. Who is the king of all kings? Who is the Lord of all lords? There's only one kingdom. There's other stuff going on at this earth level... But when you stand up, when you come and pray on a Wednesday or in your own time on Thursday or come here on Friday, I want you to see how I think Jesus saw it and how I'm now seeing It's when I come into this room, my feet are in the ground, but my head is in heaven. Is that my feet are walking through the clag of the wilderness, but every part of me is plugged into the supernatural of God. And it's true for you if you've given your life to Jesus. Never look at the outside. Look at whose you are. Come on, because God is for you. Just certain the person next to you and say, God is for you. God is for you. Aiden. <laughs> God is for you. How many of you know how many of you kinda of get that? Yeah. yeah, because there's a catch. Because the Bible says, If God is for you. We've just taken the if out. Who can stand against you? That's what it says, isn't it? So we've just taken the if out. God is for you, if you know Jesus this morning, and even if you don't know Jesus this morning, God is still for you. It's just if you don't know Jesus yet, you don't know this is true. So you might know who God is, but you don't know whose you. Be- that doesn't make sense. You don't know who you belong to. Anyway. The kingdom of God is 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 near. Repent and believe the good news. And I believe the time has come. Is resonating with me when I am kind of waking up in the night time. It's just it's time. When I get go to work, it's time. When I was with the guys yesterday, it was such a great time. It's time. It's time for what? It's time for you and me to stand up And our spiritual authority, like Jesus did. We're going to be looking at a bit more authority. Next week. So i don't going to go in and then right now. This is about purpose. Jesus knew why he'd come. I have come to see the kingdom of heaven move. I have come to see the kingdom of God touch lives. It goes on in a minute and then we're going to get Terry up. and He's going to come and help me do the message. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw... Say saw. Now, have you been to the Sea of Galilee? I have. Beautiful. Unique, one-off place in the whole world, I would say. And you can get caught up by the landscape, by the climate, by the atmosphere, by the fact that at any moment, because of the landmass and because of the valleys and the, and the way that the, the whole hills are there, in a moment, you can get a gale blowing and then it disappears again. Another moment, the sun comes out. It, it's amazing climate. It's amazing. It's amazing. But Jesus was not looking at the geography He was looking at people. He said he saw Simon. He saw Andrew. And they were fishermen. I don't think that's in there in a derogatory negative way. I think it's just reinforcing to you and to me. Jesus came to help earthy people, gritty people, normal people like you, like me. I think Jesus knew his purpose was, wherever I'm walking through, whether it's the wilderness or whether it's Galilee, I've come for people. And I'm looking for people. My eye is not on, it's a nice day, it's a bad day, they've all got the flu, they haven't got flu. He was looking for you, When I gave my life to Jesus in 1986, I suddenly realized that in the whole of creation, Jesus loved me enough to look for me. He didn't look at the environment I was living in. He didn't look at the geography that I was living out of. He was looking for me. But how he was looking is where the purpose is. Come and follow me and I'll make you something. I'll develop you, I'll change you, I'll transform you. And how many of you know that change comes after exchange? Come on. So I was sitting with these 12 guys yesterday without being rude to any of them. I wouldn't normally have sat down with 12 guys like that because we're just so different, so diverse. (laughs) Different colors, ages, backgrounds. But who cares? Who cares? The purpose, I believe, for Jesus that's showing us this week, is that He came for people. Terry, just want to come out and join me, mate. Now I don't know whether you know Terry or not. If you do, then you'll know he's he's got a big he's got a big capacity for compassion. All right. Have we got the hand held up? And um, Terry, you 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 don't know what we're going to do, do you really? No. Just hold it up a little bit, mate. But but you 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 look. You, I mean, you look after lots of different people. Can you give me a few examples of some of the kinds of people that you you're investing in?
1: Well, it's the homeless, the less fortunate that are out on the street. Right. Um, I also seem to have got quite involved with people from the church that are going through difficulties. Right. Um, some of them are. Struggling greatly with um, their situations, and I just seem to have taken on that role. So, when all these people, when when you see these people,
0: how do you see them today? Because you said they've all got issues and problems. Do you see them as a problem? No. How do you see them?
1: I just see them as somebody that just needs help. Um they're just the same as me same as everyone else but um if i can help them in get over these situations that's great so how when you're helping all these
0: people because i mean obviously you're involved in people that don't have a home at the moment people living rough at the moment as well as people that are just going through the storms of life how do you see
1: jesus using you in those situations would you say just to show his love to them. Um, Especially when we're out with the homeless, um, people do use the term the unloved, Mm -hmm. but they're not unloved, they're loved by God. And that's what I need to show it. It's not what I do, it's what I impart and others impart that um, God has for them. Mm. Uh, We feed them them tea and coffee but we spend time with them and this is what they realise and they know we're Christians they know it's a church organisation that's dealing with them so even if they're not physically saying that they believe they know there's something there So
0: you never see them as scroungers wasters
1: that they deserve whatever they're in No, no there are all sorts out there, there have all hundreds of reasons why they've got where they've got, and you and I could have been there just as easily, and uh, no, just treat them as people, that's what they are, they're human beings, just like the rest of us, and they need God's love. But, but what, I'm, what I'm trying to get to is in terms
0: of why you do that, is you're not doing it to So they all came here on a Sunday. You're not doing it because they deserve it, in that sense. You do it because you want to show the love of God to them. Yeah. right.
1: God told me to do it. Um, He put it on my heart. He buried it right in me. There's there's no part of me that doesn't want to do it. And I will do it until God tells me to stop. Um, That's amazing.
0: And and I understand at the minute, obviously... The homeless community isn't getting smaller; it's, it's probably as big as it has been. I know there's been some real
1: breakthroughs of provision over the years, which is great. Yeah, but I mean, you you need some help, right? Yeah, I mean we we've had good things, and and a lot of the people that we've been with have been homed in either shelters or or given actual places to live. But there's always more coming in. Right and we've just seen that this has been the last week of the night shelter, and there's a whole influx of new people coming in. Um, We need help, we need people out there, and the biggest thing we have at the moment is we usually serve tea and coffee and sandwiches and that. The people that have been supplying us with sandwiches can't now for health and safety reasons do this mm-hmm. so yes I am putting out a request <laughs> okay. to the church to try and help us with this if you can buy sandwiches make sandwiches or give us the supplies to make the sandwiches with and we'll make them Right. but unless you help us they're not going to have this and this is part of what they need. It is an introduction.
0: Yeah. But we're not we're not about making the best sandwich bar in Worthing, are we? No. That's not the purpose. No. The purpose is to love on these guys and to bring this kingdom reality into them. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to know any more about that, have a chat with Terry. Is that okay? Yeah. Good to pray for you, mate. Just reach our hands towards Terry. Father wanna thank you for Terry gets the purpose of his own life in certain ways and that's to love and serve and just just be with people who are just seem to be less well off and just need a little bit of help. But Father, I want to thank you that you are his helper, that you are his provision, that as we keep our eyes fixed on you, you're just going to download your life through Terry and his team, every resource, every opportunity. We want to see people come to the knowledge of Jesus, to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. For your glory, God. Amen. Bless you. Thanks, Terry. Let's give it up for Terry. Uh, some of the guys are coming back. Um, so, so what was that about? It's when God looks at all of us, I think God has every right to see us as just earth. A bit dirty, a bit tatty, a bit scruffy bit, life's ingrained in our creases of our life but when Jesus looks like that, like God does he doesn't see it like that, he says I can take that and I can clean it I can take that and I can make it whole I can take that and I can build that do you understand that? And I think for me this is one of the purposes that I live for and I know many many people do here, maybe we all do is that my life is not my own. My life is to see you live in everything that God says you can be. Do everything God says that you can do and have everything that God says you have. That That's my purpose. And it's taken me a little while to get to grips with that, to be honest. I've had to walk through the wilderness of what if. But actually, there's nothing in there if you're not walking through it with Jesus. That when you come out the other side, people are the reason why we're around. And to see God's kingdom touch people's lives. We've got our young people coming in. Sora here, she looked after a load of young people yesterday and she's still here today. Well done, Sora. Thank you. I know, Simon J247, Vanessa, Andy, you were out there praying, doing stuff. Andy's hiding behind the door. Hello, Andy, come on in. Oh, I was okay, you'll be in here in a minute. But we, th- there is there is a song, all right? Now, I don't know how you're into singing, and to be honest, don't worry if you're into it or not. This, this song came out of a music practice that a whole bunch of people who some of you may have heard of, some of you may not have done, but they were just kind of getting revived a bit it's like how how what are we doing here have i gone off no can still hear me is that they were just together it's like how how can we express all of this amazingness that god is showing us because how many of you know he's wonderful how can we kind of describe just how brilliant god is how big he is and they they've basically like all good songwriters taken some bible and put a tune to it. All right, I've written some songs. You may not know that. I have. And what did I do? Took the Bible, put some put some music to it, because that's the best way. But we're going to play this out. Now, the reason why I've got all the children coming back, you will get that as we engage with it. Now, the words don't come up on the screen. So I'm going to help you here. All I believe God wants you to do in the next 12 minutes is to know He's for you. That's all. You can engage with what you're hearing, what you're experiencing, because you will. Because I've listened to this eight times. Every time I do, God just fills. God just comes. And I suddenly realise in a fresh way, whose I am. All right? So whether you're a young person, old person, whether you know God really well, or whether you don't know him at all, this is gonna touch your life. Because these guys basically just sing the Bible. So you can stand let's just all stand up, shall we, if you can. If you can't stand up, it's fine. And I just want to put your ha- just get you to just put your hands out as if you're gonna receive something. Alright? I don't want you to, to actually feel you have to do anything. Alright. Rory, can we get this on? And as we just stand together, a bit like these guys are doing, just let God minister to you, because he will. Father, we thank you so much that you are for us for a thousand generations. Our children, their children, and their children. That you hem us in Ahead, behind, and with. I thank you that when we we understand and know that, it gives us purpose. That we're here to see a multitude of people know that that's true for them. That you are for us. Father, I speak your blessing over every household that's here. Every household that has not made it today. That today they will know in their heart, in their mind, in their spirit, in their body, that you are for them. I want to thank you for this town, 118,000 people, the multitudes in the region, that the day is coming where they will know that you are for them. They will know that you are for them.